On this episode of Recur Now, it's exhaustion. It's frustration. It could be Zoom fatigue. Today, I dive deep into the implications of being fully remote, why we're all a little on edge, and what to do about it. All this and more today on Recur Now. From my remote setup, I'm Abby Sullivan. It is Tuesday, April 28th, a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your news. I woke up on Monday with an inbox chock full of unreads, which is equal parts exciting because I know a bunch of new content is on tap and anxiety inducing. You know the drill. But one email in particular caught my attention. The subject line, why I hate meetings. It was a note from David Kinsell, our friend, neighbor, and founder over at Drift. DC sends out a weekly newsletter called The One Thing, which I've nodded to several times prior on the show. In this particular one, he writes this, I hate meetings. So much so that I think 98% of them should probably be canceled. And at Drift, I try to live a no-meetings culture. And for a while, I think that held true, he says. But something happened. As I've seen before, as companies grow, the number of meetings does so too. And now that we're all remote, it's safe to say the number of meetings we're all holding has likely increased even more. DC says his problem with meetings is that they tend to benefit people who just like to meet, as opposed to the people who like to do and make things. So he advises we try implementing tactics like minimizing the number of meetings we host, keeping them small and focused, reducing sidebars, and excusing yourself when the meeting isn't applicable to your operation. But what I find perhaps most fascinating about this email is that DC seemingly read my mind. The email resonated with me so deeply because I was feeling the exact same thing at the exact same time and I didn't even consciously realize it. And as I continued to sweep Twitter, LinkedIn, and the several newsletters I subscribed to, I noticed the theme running so rampant throughout my network, which left me wondering, am I tired of meetings, sick of Zoom, or does this whittle down to a case of serious cabin fever? So naturally, I kept exploring. And in my exploring, I found a nice, concise article published by Axios about the pandemic woe that is Zoom fatigue. Because we know the rapid trajectory of video conferencing has entered a new phase. What started as a social lifeline during the pandemic, and then became an object of privacy and security concern, has now become a grind, the Axios crew writes. But why does it matter? Well, Axios reminds us, Zoom is wearing a lot of us down. And as our era of enforced online work and socializing drags on, we're all going to have to learn how to better conserve our physical and psychological psychological energy. But if I'm in the comfort of my own home, presumably safe and healthy, together with my family and away from the front lines in the thick of the crisis, how does this concept alone conjure up such draining feelings in me? Axios says there are several reasons. Namely, we're using it for everything now from the personal to the professional. Video conferencing also imposes cognitive and psychological frictions and aggregates social anxieties for everything now. Experts in human-computer interaction point out using Zoom means putting on a show for others without being able to rely on the cues we primates depend on in physical encounters. And ultimately, Zooming is a constant reminder that we're not conducting business as usual. So what are others in our space saying? Heaton Shaw, a remote work expert in the SaaS space, actually takes a stand on the other end of this. He tweeted, on Zoom fatigue, here's a shocker, remote work does not require video. And an extensive thread ensues, some in agreement while others are unsure, although in totality a good piece of intel on how you can move forward. I will link to that in your subscriber newsletter. And the Hustle newsletter argues that Zoom may not be king for much longer. 
as others creep into the video conferencing space. Here are some stats. On Friday, Facebook said its new Messenger Rooms service lets users video conference with 50 people at a time. And as we highlighted on the show, Verizon recently bought BlueJeans, a Zoom competitor. And Google has apparently been beefing up Meet, its own video call service, launching a grid-style view, noise cancellation, and other in-demand features. I'm curious to hear, though, how you're feeling about all this. I personally get angry at myself for feeling negativity towards something out of my control. This is our new norm right now, so why am I feeling this frustration? Let me know how you're dealing. Directly to abby at recurnow.com. Nothing is too solemn or too minimal. And if you want a good laugh about it, I will link to a tweet in your subscriber newsletter that will likely hit a little too close to home. And now, a bit with Neil and Patrick from our ProfitWell crew. Today, they're talking about what the future holds in this whole thing. Spoiler alert, no one really knows, but it's about reacting to the right data and not freaking out. You really, really have to think about like what's what the future is going to hold, which no one can do. That's why economists, they make predictions in the past. That's the old joke in econ departments. And so I think the biggest thing you have to think about is how do we make sure that as we're moving forward, we're reacting to the right data and we're not like freaking out. Right. And, and that's really hard to do in a huge, huge economy and, and obviously a huge world. But I think it's one of those things where that's why I think there's going to be a good eight weeks. And then all of a sudden there's going to be a bit of a downturn again. Um, and I don't know, like, is that going to you know keep going down? Is that going to be a little blip where it comes back up? Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's safe to say the V-shaped recovery is not going to happen. Um, I think this is moving. Maybe if we had the response like Taiwan or South Korea to like SARS or H1N1, um, I think that might have given us a V shape. Uh, but now we're just trying to prevent the uh, L shape. You know, we want the U shape as quickly as possible. And then people are talking about the W shape, which is, hey, everything's going to come and then it's going to come back in the fall. But I think social distancing is actually helping, as like Dr. Fauci and the rest of the folks have said. And so I think if we continue doing the basics, it'll be great. And today's featured user is Calendly, the free online appointment scheduler. Because yes, meetings are still here to stay. Whether you're drained or not, there's minimal chance they'll diminish in their entirety. And we know several types of meetings are crucial to the operation. And Calendly makes it simpler, allowing you to schedule meetings without the back-to-back emails. It's simple software for seamless scheduling, ultimately saving you time and brain space. Calendly focuses on all types of meetings, one-on-one, round-robin, collective, group, It's about taking ownership of your scheduling experience. And coming from someone who's used it from the other end, it's a genius solution for all parties involved, scheduler and schedulee. And right now through June, Calendly will support free integrations with video meeting tools, Zoom and GoToMeeting to help make connecting during the COVID-19 quarantine easier. Behold, a silver lining. That's a wrap on your April 28th news. So much more for you here tomorrow. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at ProfitWell.com slash Recur. 